With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yep, and welcome back to Talking Knicks, people. It's June 9th. You're probably listening on June 10th or maybe a later date. We rounded up the Talking Knicks crew. It's still a little slow, but tick, 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 tick. We're sneaking up on the draft. We've got some rumors from pretty credible sources that the Knicks are peacocking about Kevin Durant coming to town, which is horrifying, just being a Knicks fan, just being Mm -hmm. honest. Could be the best news ever, could end up being the worst news ever. This week, we're joined by BBD, Big Baby David, and Tom Piccolo. We'll get his thoughts on how bad we trashed RJ Bear last week. Talk about a little bit about the Nets trade, seeing how that affects what we're trying to do. And most importantly, let's talk Knicks. Welcome back to Talking Knicks. Happy Monday. Happy Tuesday. Whenever you're listening, have a ha- have a good one. Might as well, because times are are times good in Knicks land. I don't even know. Um, I guess that's part of what we're discussing. I think so. When more good news about the best player in the world joining your team comes out, and a meeting with the second best player in the world? Question mark. But before we get there. Let's go around the horn a little bit, and we'll go to Dave first, BBD. How you doing, Brother Nature? I'm not doing too bad, Jake. I've, I've had a long day of uh, playing wiffle ball with the boys. Ooh. Um, everyone came over. We got like four games in, changing teams. I, I insisted on being permanent DH. Uh, okay. Fielding, I don't want to do it. Uh, wow. And I, I had fun. That's a power play. Yeah. I only want to hit. You guys can run around and field and pitch. I'll just be hitting today. To be fair, it was technically my brother's friends, and I was just joining in the game, and they had an even number, so I was just hitting. Wow. What were you doing? Were you hitting for both teams? Yeah. Story of my life. Been there, (laughs) yeah. All right, well, let's... All right, well, that was BBD. He'll be signing off for the rest of the episode. Uh, great, maybe, great. Is that an older or younger brother you have there? Uh, younger brother, but he's much bigger. Wow. A younger, I bigger brother. I can relate on that one. Yeah. Uh, the, the voice you hear asking about Big Baby David's family is our Tom Piccolo. Tom, how you doing? We used to play some wiffle back in the day. Jake, I'm doing well. We did play a lot of wiffle ball. Our, our co-hosts, Kenny and Greg Poon, also were excellent wiffle ball players. Greg, yeah. Greg was more of a fielding specialist, though. Yeah. He, he was something else out there. You put him and BBD together, like, it'd be a, it'd be a that's squad. That's one player. Yeah, that's, that's one player combined. That's one player for a wiffle ball team, if you can combine Greg and David. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I'm going for. Um no, I'm doing well. I had a funny morning. I, I got up at, at 7 a.m. to play some some full-court outdoor basketball with a, a group of, we'll call it 
40 to 70 year olds. Oh, wow. Whoa. Yeah. Older, older men. Um, and actually speaking of the Poon brothers, I was at their, at one of their family's homes in Fairfield for Memorial Day a couple weeks ago. And I met, and I met a family friend of theirs who had been playing in this basketball league for 30 years. And wow. it's, I say basketball league, but it's like, an, it's just an unorganized impromptu Sunday morning basketball game that they've been doing for 30 years. And they invited me and I could not turn that down. So yeah. I, I played uh, a huge honor. It was, it truly was. I, I played for about two and a half hours with these guys and it was a blast. It was just like classic, you know, old man's strength versus, I mean, a lot of men just packing the paint. There's just like mm. hair and muscle and ropey forearms and easy, David, just, Take it easy. Yeah, Dave. <laughs> Dave. David just passed out. No, it was a. There was like not a whole lot of jump shooting. It was kind of windy. There was sun. Um, ugly basketball. Some of the ugliest basketball I think I've ever played. But I had a blast. Like it was. It was a good time. So that was my morning. Um, How'd you play, Tom? That's what we're I, all wondering right now. I, I played okay. I hadn't played hoops in a little while, but I was, uh, you know the youngest person there by a decade so just from from athleticism and and you know legs alone i did i i did just fine uh one of the guys asked me if by next week i could turn 40 that that would be really helpful <laughs> nice. um but actually next week i turn 30 so it's, it's a milestone wow. yeah wow that's um enjoy all the fear that comes with that whoa um no i'm 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 happy you got buckets. I was gonna say that's always one of those awkward, like how much are you gonna bring in? Oh, I, I did though. I did. I like you know oh, me. Dude. Really, I, you want jugular? I I can't hold back on some of this stuff. So I stole just, like probably the first five passes my guy threw. I stole. <laughs> oh it was, no! It was a uh, it was borderline rude. I don't, yeah. Um, I can't I can't help that stuff. I'm not, I'm a competitor. It's nature versus nurture, right? So on on their podcast right now, they're talking about what an asshole you are. <laughs> he's, he's, he stole the ball five straight times from a 76-year-old guy. <laughs> he's going That's full... An exaggeration. He's going full court press the whole time. Um, well, oh, I'm happy. There's no, there's no video of that. That was not a good look for me. But I'm uh I, I was gonna say I'm happy for you. Now I don't know. Um yeah. but I, I'm glad you got out there to get some running. And how about you? Um, you're you're being the host. How's your how's your weekend going? We're doing all right. We uh a lot of Yankee stuff this weekend. We had a uh my my life outside of that, uh at my apartment complex they held a little a little concert thing. Um guy in the building and his band, Rock Dog. That's a name. <laughs> you yeah. want to talk about talk? Uh, no, <laughs> no. Um, but uh, yeah, they were. They just did. They did covers from '80s to 2000s, and they were they were solid. It was like a legit stage, and uh, there was the building gave was giving away some like free beers and stuff. So that was a that was a nice little nice little Saturday boost right there. Um, yeah. And then just caught myself. We were in that awkward tweener like. Do we want to go out? Are we? If we go out, wherever do we want to go? And then we, one of our friends who lives right up the road, just we went over there, had a couple beer sandwiches, and then we're like, should we go out? Ah, nah. Um, that's I called getting that. older. 
big I'm game. I'm turning day. 30 next week. I get it. I get it. You get it. Um, what we don't get, um, well, no, let's let's we'll we'll save some of the Kawhi KD stuff. Have you guys seen the finals? No, let's let's not even pretend with that. Um, Kawhi's been good. Maybe KD saves the day, and then he comes to the Knicks. Anyways, um, Tom, I I wanted to start off with uh, our our last week episode. Our friend Big Baby David here, uh, that's the me. known the known wiffle ball DH. He is falling in love with R.J. Barrett. Um, he wants him as a New York Nick. He likes his game. I'm kind of in on R.J. I just live in this world where I don't think it's going to happen because we get if we get Kevin Durant, we probably flip it. I know you're not the biggest NCAA guy, but I know you tuned in. I know I know you had an eye on the tournament. Where what are some of your thoughts on R.J. Barrett, or what stuck out to you about what we were saying about him? Well. First things first, you guys talked a lot about his body, and you know I'm like the NBA body guy. I, I, I know love, it. I love that analysis, and uh, that was some strong stuff. R.J. Barrett does have a great NBA physique. He's he's six seven. He's two hundred plus pounds, two hundred five pounds. Um, he you, the comparison you made physically was to Demar Derozan, and then later in the in one of the segments you did a, an NBA player's comp and you, you really didn't bring up DeRozan so much in terms of his playing style. And I was kind of surprised by that because I think that fits for him too. He, he's kind of a, a secondary ball handler playmaking wing who can get to the line. He gets into the paint and, and just finds ways to score. Um, DeRozan is a much more hesitant three point shooter but it's not like Barrett was shooting lights out out there anyway. He was getting his points in, you know, getting to, to the rim and getting to the free throw line. So I just see, I don't know if he's quite the mid range aficionado that, that DeRozan is, but I just see a lot of, a lot more similarities in their game than I think you guys uh, mentioned last week. Now, David, tell him he's an idiot that RJ Barrett's the best player ever. And he's your all time favorite. He's an idiot. R.J. Barrett's my, my favorite player ever. He's an all-time great. And that's a great point. But I will also say <laughs> that uh, DeRozan is, is also a great – I mean, the last two seasons, he's been an excellent playmaker. Uh, yeah, he's I think really last, good. Last year, he was about five-plus assists per game. This year in San Antonio, he was over six assists per game. Um, and, and Barrett kind of has shown that knack. I don't, he didn't really get as much of a chance to be – the primary ball handler. I know Duke had more of a traditional point guard and they had Zion uh, running a lot of the offense through him. But even with what he showed, like Barrett has that capability. So I think between the, the scoring from, from the inside and the, uh, and the playmaking, I, I kind of like the DeRozan comparison. I know some would, would push back and say DeRozan isn't clearly isn't a winning type player based on what we saw in Toronto with him being swapped out for Kawhi. Um, I don't think it's a perfect comparison considering some of the other pieces that, that came to Toronto, but yeah, I just, BBD, I know you love Barry. What, what's the difference between him and DeRozan at this point? Uh, I mean, the more you talk about him, the more I definitely see that comparison, I guess, uh, DeRozan, we've seen him do it on the defensive end and, and we've seen him have more success at the free throw line than Barrett. So I guess it's not really a difference just we're seeing. I, th- I guess I would say after listening to you a little bit, 
RJ is kind of like the medium result for him would be like DeRozan and he could become better. Uh, and his floor is like Evan Turner, like we said last week. Um, yeah, I guess they definitely have a, have a kind of a similar, you know, skill set. Yeah, just for me, I picture, I, I guess, Tom, what you've opened us up to is I had, if you told me to guess DeRozan's assists this year, I probably would have guessed like four per game. Uh, his career average is 3.4, but over the last two years, he averaged 6.2 last year uh, and 5.2 the year before that. So DeRozan has been exploring more of that game, and I guess that's where I picture I picture DeMar DeRozan looking to score. Like I, I think that's when that's when he's at his best, when he's just in that mid-range attack mode. If he gets to where he wants to get, he can get that bucket. I don't see R.J. Barrett having that kind of mid-range game because, I mean, DeRozan's mid-range game is one of the best in the league. Um, but, I mean, the fact is he doesn't even shoot threes anymore. He dropped down to .6 three-point attempts per game. So, I mean, Barrett's potential there, I, I think, offensively balances some things out. But I think where David and I kind of aligned was the fact that I think I think R.J. Barrett can be special because of his playmaking. I don't, I don't, I think DeMar DeRozan can make plays. I don't think his playmaking ability, I would necessarily label as special, but maybe I've got too much bias right now because DeMar DeRozan <laughs> does almost have a bad, uh, like a slandered reputation right now, just because of what Toronto's doing without him. Yeah, no, that that's fair. I mean, the playmaking part is definitely secondary to DeRozan's kind of like score first mentality. But I really do think mm-hmm. that Barrett has a lot of that too, that, that Barrett is a bucket getter. I feel like he's another one of those guys who kind of idolizes Kobe. Um, but I know you talked about it last, last week, how his godfather is Steve Nash and he, he does idolize Kobe. And those are two of the most polarizing, like opposite players. Completely different can... profiles there. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I'm also a Barrett fan. I think that I'm also skeptical that he'll be on the team. I, I think that he will be used in a as a trade piece for Anthony Davis. I, I'm I'm pretty confident that that's what, how that's going to go down. But if RJ ends up being a Nick, I would be thrilled. Like um, I'm not opposed to this sort of go the go the route of just young guys and and player development and say they they the Knicks do strike out on like these top tier free agents i don't think it's the end of the world as long as the Knicks front office doesn't you know overreact and and hand out a a max contract to someone who we don't want to see have one but you know i i do really like rj barrett you know he he was the leading scorer of the ACC as a freshman. Isn't that, is that a made-up statistic? I think I read that somewhere. No, that's real. Sounds right, yeah. That's wildly impressive. So, uh, and Jake, I remember you made the point last week about if you swapped him and, and John Morant, how he'd, be, how he'd be playing in a more uh, middling conference. So, I look, I don't think the Knicks can really lose at this point. Either you're swapping RJ for a top-tier um, player like Anthony Davis or – you get to have RJ Barrett on your team who potentially could be a great player. So I'm, I'm yeah. pretty excited for the situation here. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. You know, they, I think the uh, Anthony, Dra- Anthony Davis trade possibility is becoming 
more likely just from what you hear people saying. Um, and, I, and I'm not necessarily against that, but if they don't get Anthony Davis, I'm definitely happy to have RJ. And the only situation where I think I end up mad about trading him for AD is if he becomes a Hall of Famer first and foremost, Anthony Davis continues to uh, have like injury problems. It just doesn't really work out. But if, but the only way I'm immediately mad about it is if we don't sign KD or anyone else to be with AD and we give up RJ and Mitchell Robinson and Knox and future assets. Like You, you got to see what the trade were, ends up being. Um, you're, you're saying you'd be upset if the Knicks just went all in to only go in Davis and no one else. If they go all in on Anthony Davis and then end up just not really getting anyone else, and then you basically just become what the Pelicans are now, but without having the top draft picks or additional future assets. Yeah, that would, be, that would definitely be a bummer. Um, I think Anthony Davis in the East would just be a whole different animal. Mm-hmm. Um, He's a beast. We, we kind of saw that with Kawhi coming from over from the West and just – I mean, we saw what he did. He just absolutely dominated. I mean, when he, he only played, I want to say, high 50s, low 60s games in the regular season. But these playoffs, he was far and away the best player. He's better than Giannis. He was better than Joel Embiid. He was just the best player in the East. And I think when you take these top-tier talents who have toiled in the West and struggled against greater competition, then again, the balance of power is kind of shifting a little bit. There were some very good teams in the East this year with – with Philadelphia, with what Boston was supposed to be, and then with uh, Toronto and Milwaukee. So maybe the balance is shifting, but I feel like if you bring AD over from the West that he would really um, see an uptick uh, on a night-to-night basis. Yeah, I mean, how how crazy is it that we went from, uh, you know, I, I think this Milwaukee team could beat Golden State <laughs> to now – Toronto, I mean, they're they're up three one. We'll we'll see if it it's Kevin Durant got cleared to practice. We'll see what that turns into. That's a really interesting point, Tom. Um, Anthony Davis himself, and think about how greedy we're getting as Knicks fans right now, saying like, "Oh, if we just get Anthony Davis, I don't know. Let's get that guy." <laughs> um, <laughs> what else to talk about? It's the offseason. This is what I, we're talking about. Because I, I mean, I I've seen. Maurice Nodur getting big shots in games before. So let's um and 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 let's bring it, you know, I thank you for your thoughts on RJ Tom and if you didn't listen last week go check that out. But let's let's talk about a little bit more of the guys that run the league that the Knicks are saying a lot of different things about. Um Kevin Durant rumors. I mean they again it's a lot of the same but we had a who was it Dave from the Athletic that came out today and said hey. that the Knicks are essentially peacocking the fact yeah. that the headline <laughs> that I saw was Joe Varden from the athletic says that the Knicks have become so brazen that Kevin Durant is coming, that they're acting like the deal is already in place. Which I mean, what, what could go wrong there? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. At, at, at the same time, like that seems, I mean, that's what we've heard all along. I, is the word brazen just throwing me off? Like brazen just seems Brazen is the prototypical word to put in there that means, like, this is going to fall on its head, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely feels that way. Did Joe Varden, like, write that in, a, in an article, or would he say it flippantly on a blog? Like, where, did the, where was the actual 
I believe he actually like wrote it in the article. Let me do a quick uh, look at the uh, Knicks athletic page. Tom Tom hates Joe Varden so far. I kind of do now. Uh, yeah, no, I'm looking at the article now. You're right. Um, he he did write it. He said the, the smoke uh, alarms ran. The Knicks is so thick. Sources said other free agents are upset with how brazen New York has been with its comments and attracting him as though the deal's already done. Um, Durant, for what it's worth, has refuted the last part. Uh, I mean, again, I, I don't know how much stock I put into this. Like, Joe Varden doesn't seem to be extremely plugged into Knicks basketball. He's been a, a he's based in Cleveland. He's been a Cavaliers beat writer for years. I don't really put a lot of stock into what he has to say about the Knicks or how they're behaving or how brazen they are. That doesn't really affect. It sounds opinion. like he's just saying what he heard other people say. <laughs> Joe, Joe Varden just, it was his first time going on Twitter and was like, wow, <laughs> these, be fun. these Knicks really think they're going to get Durant. Um, well, so not, yeah, physically not there. So I, you know, I would listen to just about any other Knicks beat writer prior to listening to Joe Varden. Wow, I didn't know this was going to turn into a Joe Varden roast, but I love him. He's kick his ass. His initials are JV for a reason. All right, anyways, um, I guess guess the news that ties into this a little bit, um, and again, it's almost like, is this news, what does this even mean? But the Knicks front office, who are brazenly confident they're going to get Kevin Durant, uh, there's talks of them wanting to get a Kawhi meeting and believing they are going to get a Kawhi meeting, Dave? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it sounds like uh, it's not Joe Varden, but other people are reporting um, <laughs> that they are also a bit brazen, I suppose. They haven't used that word, to be fair. Uh, that a Kawhi not. meeting will at least happen, um, which is it's kind of like a, like, n- no shit, of course there's going to be a meeting why would Kawhi not take a meeting? I mean, a year ago, Kawhi's people all said they wanted him in New York or L.A., so why not take a meeting with the New York team that has two max slots, even to just drive up discussions and everything? I guess max contract, everyone knows. Everyone can offer him what they can offer him. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're always going to get a meeting. Why would Kawhi not take it? But at the same time, I guess, like, cool, they're confident they'll get that meeting and he'll listen. I don't, I I don't think that Kawhi's happening, but it's nice I mean, to does, imagine. Does, yeah, I was gonna say, Tommy, does this make your mind wander at all? Like, are you, are you going to a world of Katie and Kyrie? I was gonna say Kyrie, jeez, Katie and Kawhi. Um, or, or I mean, is there a world now where if Kawhi Leonard does this, I mean, what kind of scope are we viewing Kawhi Leonard through? Um, I, ju- I just mentioned the whole, you know, I think the Bucks are going to beat Golden State. That was popular for a weekend. Um, and now Kawhi Leonard not only took him down, but there's a chance he takes down Golden State. Is I mean, is there a world where the Knicks are like, maybe we go the Kawhi route? Or, I mean, are they dreaming that they can pair them up? Or what? I was going to say, what's the Knicks front office thinking? But that's, 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 let's not go there. But. What yeah, what are you I'm seeing with all hard this? I'm not going to just wildly. <laughs> um, I, th- you know, you know me. I love Kawhi Leonard. I 
wrote about the Spurs for a full season, about a season and a half, a couple years back, and, and followed him really closely. And just, I loved what I, what I saw. Just defensively, the, the two-way play, and there's the consistency night after night. His, he's a really underrated scorer. Like, he just gets to his spots. He's so he's much stronger than people think he is. Like, he's just, he finds a way. I don't, I don't know how he gets to the line, and people just don't knock him off his spot. I, I love watching the guy play. I don't think he's going to be a Nick. I really don't think, I don't think the Knicks have a lot of hope of pairing him with Kevin Durant. I think <clears throat> if, if Durant, for some reason, you know, he's, he's kind of a fickle guy, if he ends up going somewhere else, if, he, if all this was just smoke, about him coming to New York, then then maybe the Knicks go all in trying to convince Kawhi, but I don't see them trying to pair the two of them up. I remember, I'm just looking up these articles now. Um, in 2014, Kevin Durant made an, a, uh, he tweeted something about Kawhi Leonard. He said that, he, he basically said that Kawhi Leonard was a system player, that uh, he, he said that, right, Quote, Kawhi Leonard is doing work because of the system. Put Paul George on the Spurs and what would happen? Kawhi was reportedly very upset about that. And then two years later, after Kawhi was just torching the league in 2016, KD was asked about it again, and he wouldn't take it back. <laughs> and so I, I just I seriously doubt that Kawhi has any interest in playing with him. Um. I'm seeing that Brian Windhorst said on a podcast that Kawhi was really pissed off about this. And he, I don't know where he heard that from, but he was just, he was reporting this on a podcast. So huh. again, that was, that was three years ago at this point, whether they've been able to bury the hatchet since I have no idea, but again, it's very, I'd be shocked if, if KT and Kawhi were interested in playing together on the New York Knicks next season. Yeah. I, re- I remember KD and LeBron like teamed up and we're like, like both Katie and LeBron are like, we both think we're, we're number one. And we're like that guy, <laughs> like, no, he can't sit at our table. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I, I, Dave, I, I don't know if you're dreaming of it. I, I feel like we have the same thoughts as Tom. Cause mm. uh, again, we're, <laughs> well, I just and, don't see good things ever happening. Yes. <laughs> I don't see a scenario where that occurs. That's where that's where the wiffle ball DH comes in. Um, I, I this is a little hot takey, and we we didn't talk about this a little. This is a little uh yeah the midnight radio show with uh, talking Jake here. But what if let's let's say Toronto closes this thing out game five tomorrow? Yeah, right. Yeah, it's Monday night. Kawhi and his people, his uncle that I think is pulling all the Kawhi strings. They come up to the Knicks front office and they say, like, maybe this is evil Kawhi coming out. And he's like, hey, here's the deal. We, Kawhi wants to come to the Knicks. We'll sign day one, but you can't have Kevin Durant. Do you entertain that as the Knicks? I I think so, right? Okay. And we just saw him do what he's doing and... I mean, beating the KD-less Warriors, but still beating the Warriors. They're still a good team. Um, I mean, you get, they have to at least think about it, right? I mean, Kawhi is like two and a half or three years younger than Kevin Durant, which is a That's huge true. thing. 
Um, is he? Is there like a contract thing where like, do they, is, are there max contracts the same figure? Because I mean, I if he's like, technically cheaper, I'm sure it's a negligible amount. But maybe that would also play into it. Yeah, that, I, we'll keep the we'll keep the five yeah, Forget about it. Forget it about it. Right it. <laughs> yeah, let's not get caught. I don't want to think de- about it. I don't want to do math. So. <laughs> don't get caught up in the details here. It's more so like if if it was just blue or red pill. Like, would you take the Kawhi pill, Tom? Um, that's. I mean, it's a great question. I don't like. Is, is Kevin Durant? I would need to know how interested Kevin Durant was in resigning in in joining, and then like how long of a contract is he looking for? But that all aside, um, part of it is also who attracts other free agents more, and I think Kevin Durant kind of has more cachet around the league. I mean, it's just you don't you see Kevin Durant palling around in Team USA basketball with guys like Kyrie. And, and DeAndre Jordan, sure. But, but other guys, too, seem to be friendly with Kevin Durant. Um, I don't know if I see that so much with Kawhi, who seems to be kind of more of a, of a loner. I, I can see him to kind of actively want to do it by himself. Edward yeah. KD, yeah, like you're saying. I think he kind of actively recruit people, then, and Kawhi just is – his reputation is being as not outgoing as possible. But then we, we also have proof that Kawhi, with the right team around him, with a good GM who puts the right pieces around him, can put his team in contention to win a title and maybe even actually win the title, depending on how tomorrow shakes out. So like you have that definitive proof. Kevin Durant's been the two-time finals MVP the last two years. So I mean, both guys can be the best player on a championship team. It's just, yeah, Jake, it's a great question. I don't, I don't have a very good answer for that. I, I just, I don't think Kawhi wants to play in New York. I don't think he wants to be, a, a, to deal with New York media. You see the way he talks to Toronto's media, just wildly uninterested in what, in anything that has to do with outside the, with uh, off the basketball court. So, um, yeah, as much as I would love to buy a Kawhi Leonard Nick jersey, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's weird because a lot of it, doesn't add up but there are things that would kind of add up awesomely like a star player that that doesn't give in to the media that could be kind of perfect for the Knicks um (laughs) and then I I think that the other part of teaming up is like I think what you guys are saying I I feel like Kevin Durant would bring in a better sidekick because of all the friendliness and the Team USA stuff that you guys mentioned but if I'm kind of a high level like a borderline all-star player and I'm looking at what Kawhi's doing in Toronto with Kyle Lowry uh Siakam and old Marcus Gasol I'm looking at that and saying like wait I can join this guy and we can win titles are you kidding me um so I don't know I think it, it would have to be a weird spiteful turn of events to get to that situation but I mean I, that could be wild. And know what else is kind of wild? Like, no, I, I'm secretly dreaming of this because I already have Kevin Durant, you know, wearing that 3-5 on the Knicks. What if KD comes back and they win three straight and yeah. K- KD is like double middle fingers? Like, right back at you, Kawhi. Next. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, Jake. Um, 
I mean, I think there could be some serious implications if that happens. First of all, one thing this series has done is shown uh, Kevin Durant's haters that maybe he has been necessary in these in these last couple of titles for Golden State. Right. Coming into the series, I think a lot of us would have said, does Golden State need Kevin Durant to beat this Raptors team? I think many of us would have said no, that obviously he would help a great deal in beating the Raptors team, but do they need him? Probably not. Um, what we've seen so far is kind of, I mean, there have also been other bad beats for, for Golden State with um, injuries to Andre Iguodala, to Kevon Looney, um, Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson, thank you. DeMarcus Cousins has looked really rough re- recovering from his injury. So they're not. this is not an otherwise healthy team minus Kevin Durant. If that were the case, this might be looking a little differently, but that's the way the finals work. Um, I don't know. Like, if, if Kevin Durant comes back and helps them rebound from a 3-1 deficit, I mean, the poetic justice would just be incredible. You like couldn't even write this stuff. But would there be a greater chance of, of Kevin Durant sticking around and being like, see, this team does need me. Um, all, all of the haters all along were wrong. I've proven them wrong. And so maybe I will stick around and try and win more, build on this yeah. that so desperately needs me. Or at least just come back for one more year, get four straight championships, which no one's done in, what, 40 years and maybe even more. And uh, and just run it back one more year and wait till next year's free agency when all the guys from this offseason are decided. He'd be basically the only guy in next year's free agency pool. Uh, you know, maybe he does that. Jake, is that is that a worst? Case? Like, is it possible that it would really hurt the Knicks if Kevin Durant comes back and overcomes this three-one deficit? Well, I, I don't think so. I, I think for me, and that's that's the funny thing with Kevin Durant, and we'll, we'll talk about Kyrie in a minute, and how just weird these guys' personalities are. And I think we did this a couple episodes ago and just talked about how kind of weird the free agent personalities are from Katie to Kawhi to Kyrie to Jimmy Butler, <laughs> the guy that... <laughs> The guy that took the third stringers to start the season in Minnesota and bullied on his young teammates. Um, the the crop of free agents and the personalities there are, are wild. Um, but I would actually go the other way from what we know about Kevin Durant and that it is heart like, you know, Kevin Durant wants to win and be great. There's hot take Jake at it again. But if Golden State were to lose this, I feel that could be Kevin Durant's kind of, hey, I could stay here. We could win a few more titles. And if anyone calls BS, I point to the 2019 Raptors team and be like, see, we, we got our ass kicked without me. Um, so I almost had my shoe on the other foot there, which um, I don't know if that makes a lot more sense or if that's still kind of the Knicks pessimism leaking out. But uh I don't know. That's that's where I'd I'd land on that. I mean, I kind of am like, as far as just the KD situation goes, and as it relates to the finals, it's no matter what. I think we're in kind of the worst situation for the Knicks, as far as at least like as a fan, our mental space. Because like, coming in, I was like, I just thought, well, if the Warriors win, 
and KD misses most, if not all, of the series, he basically has to leave. So, check. Kind of, like, back my mind, root for the Warriors. If they lose, he can say, see, they didn't do it without me. But now, if they lose without him, it's still, see, they couldn't win without me. They lost the year before without me, before, like, before he got there. Of course, they won 73 games in the regular season and were touted as the best team ever assembled then. But now it's either they can't do it with him being out most of the series, and now he can come back, bring him back down from 3-1, get another ring, and show that they did need him. So now it's just making myself do mental gymnastics for the next several weeks, and I'm not happy. I, I feel like Durant's going to do what he wants to do regardless of the outcome, and he can kind of frame his thinking just depending on the outcome here. It, it doesn't really matter. Mm. He's going to do what he wants to do, and it, he'll justify it how he, want, how he needs to in his mind. But, it, uh, yeah, I wonder if the – I, I kind of doubt that these um, finals actually impact his decision one way or the other. Yeah. I'm, I, sure, it, I'm sure it actually doesn't. But that doesn't change the way uh, I'm just paranoid about the Knicks. Yeah, and I, I think that's where I, you said mental headspace, and I think that segues to kind of the, the last thing we want to talk about was uh, a team that wants to be in our mental headspace, and we're not really sure why, but the Brooklyn Nets made a big a trade this week, getting rid of Alan Crabb's contract mostly, uh, getting Torian Prince, who's a nice little young role player, um, and giving up some picks to get off that contract. But the Crosstown Brooklyn Nets now potentially can have room for two max slots. Um, and we're hearing a lot of Kyrie rumors there now instead of the Knicks. Um, and I just did my whole spiel about how <laughs> kind of crazy these free agents are personality-wise. Um, I, I guess, I mean, we're if we want to talk Nets, we can talk Nets. But I guess... The Brooklyn trade, do we think that changes everything? And I, I guess I want to start with Tom because you first – you mentioned the Team USA and the friendships and everyone's talked about, you know, him and Kyrie have been wanting to pair up, blah, blah, blah. Um, do we think this changes anything? I mean, do we think the Kyrie to Brooklyn Nets are re- uh, to the Nets is real? Or what? what, what do we think about all that? I think Kyrie to the Brooklyn Nets is real. Okay. That that wouldn't surprise me if that happens at all. As far as the second max space they have there, the, the max slot, I don't think it's going to be Kevin Durant. I really don't. I don't know. That's a, that's a gut feeling. I, I just don't think KD will want to go to Brooklyn. I feel like if he's coming to New York, he's coming to the Knicks. That's just... It's based on all the reporting and all the smoke. Have we heard a whole lot about KD to the Nets? I we've heard a lot about Kyrie to the Nets. Not much about Kevin Durant there. It would that would really shock me if, if both those guys end up playing there. But Kyrie has always been a you know march to the beat of his own drum type, and and the Nets kind of fit that personality pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I saw someone report and it was just a tweet so i don't even know how real it is but that the the nets were interested in pursuing a a portland trailblazers like backcourt with like a cj mccollum and damian lillard situation but it would be kyrie irving and d'angelo russell um you know there's a lot less shooting because d'angelo russell isn't as good of a three-point shooter as those two other guys in portland but um the fit there might be a little precarious 
I don't know. I don't. The, the Nets are a real wild card this summer, though. No, I'm not underestimating their their ability to to land major free agents. Like it's a it's a huge market, and it's an up and coming team, and it's a respected front office. So I'm not. I know a lot of Knicks fans are like kind of brushing them off and not really worrying about Brooklyn. I, I'm I am worried about them, no doubt. Maybe not on the Kevin Durant front, but but other free agents. Um, I, I think they and and even a, a trade package for Anthony Davis. I heard on the Bill Simmons podcast they were speculating different packages that that Brooklyn could put together for for AD. And uh, I don't think they're as good as New York packages, but um, but they're willing to go all in. Yeah, like, you just I'm definitely more concerned I think than maybe the Knicks Twitter consensus is. Dave? Yeah, I mean, for me, it seems like you know. Kyrie is to the Nets as Katie is to the Knicks and that everyone's kind of assuming those two are going those two places right now. Uh, and of course, things change quickly in the NBA, but that just feels like what's going to happen. It's that we've heard reports that the Nets are kind of lining themselves up as if Kyrie's coming. He was hanging out with a few Nets guys the other day, I think, and he's been spotted in the city a few times the last two weeks. I mean, he's also from the area, so maybe maybe that's uh, you know, stupid, but uh, yeah, I mean, I can, you can definitely see a scenario where they either uh, let D'Lo walk and they go sign someone else if it's if that's Jimmy Butler or uh, if they want to overpay Tobias Harris or go out and trade for Anthony Davis, uh, they could do that or they can bring in Kyrie and I, I could see a scenario where the D'Angelo Russell, Kyrie Irving backcourt thing works and it'd be kind of weird, but that's also kind of the Nets thing is be a little weird uh, I don't know. There's, there's definitely a lot of different ways things can go for the Nets, uh, and and they're an interesting team. If they weren't the other New York team, I'd be excited uh, for it, but uh, they are. And I have a friend that's really annoying and a Nets fan, so I kind of hope uh, it doesn't work out for them for that reason. We we realists, but BBD, you grew up in New Jersey uh, during some prime New. Jersey Nets seasons. Why did you not adopt a, a New Jersey Nets fandom? Well, uh, when I was like six years old, I just kind of arbitrarily decided I only like baseball, and I'll and I'll, eventually that became I like football as well. So it wasn't until like eighth grade that I was like, you know, I'm going to get into basketball, and it was kind of. It was like right when the Knicks signed Stoudemire, so that was kind of how I made that decision. Uh, plus, they just—they also liked David Lee the year before, uh, and my brother had already decided he liked them, so that was the easy choice there. And my dad, he kind of was rooting for both teams, but he had like Knicks season tickets in the '90s, so okay, he he leaned towards the Knicks anyway. All right, well, I'm glad you're talking Knicks, and ended, ended up going that way. Yeah, and you've you've uh, you've been rewarded for your Knicks fandom with twenty years of bad basketball. Um, yeah, I here's my thing. Tom Tom knows this. I'm not sure if BBD knows the magnitude of it. I'm a huge D'Angelo Russell guy. I think yeah. I, I think he's the next um, like borderline superstar in this league. I I hate the pairing of him and Kyrie. Um, I I like my D'Angelo Russell on the ball doing Harden-ish things. Um, he's Harden, but he doesn't get to the line like Harden, which is one of James Harden's best features, by the way. So I, mm-hmm. I do understand that. Um, 
Kyrie's such a wild card, man. Like, are we surprised if he signs with Brooklyn? No. Are we surprised if he signs with the Knicks? Not like really. I, I'm still in the camp where I, there's a world where Kyrie Irving signs with the Lakers. And he says, Bron, Bron, let's do this. And he goes, L.A., L.A. Kyrie. Um, do I think it affects anything with the Knicks? Um, maybe, right? Like, we don't, we don't fully know the extent of, like, the KD Kyrie stuff. Like, was that just media-driven? Or do these guys have something going on? Dave, I know you're friends yeah, with both of them, he, right? Best friends. And, <laughs> uh, you know, does – I guess the question is how much was Kyrie leaning or not leaning towards the Knicks anyway before the Nets these last couple weeks really came into the picture? Did, like, did that change anything? And are they going to be in on other – free agents now time will tell i mean within a month we'll know i guess uh whether or not it affected the knicks uh and certainly i guess they're gonna have more meetings with more guys and be competition for the knicks at least on paper so you gotta think it'll affect something yeah i uh yeah i guess as long as Kawhi doesn't end up on Brooklyn, I'm I'm kind of okay with them. I don't know. I'm I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of a Nets fan, and again, I like D'Angelo Russell, but I'm assuming Nets fans really like D'Angelo Russell. Um, I don't know, man. With with the chemistry and goodwill they've kind of built up this year, I, if I was a Nets fan, I feel like I would rather kind of roll it, re-sign D'Lo, and try to sign one other guy, whether it's like Jimmy Butler or something like that. Um, I know, again, Jimmy Butler's personality. <laughs> Maybe you don't want to add that toxicity, but I don't know. I kind of like what they're building towards, and if they ended up letting D'Lo walk and then they have Kyrie and Jimmy Butler, if I was a Nets fan, I mean, you get yourself excited for it, but at the same time, you'd kind of be like... It doesn't feel right. I don't think this is what we were working towards, where like <laughs> the Knicks' plan for the past... <laughs> Five years was be bad, get picks, and then <laughs> hope to get a good free agent. That's just good front officing, though. Yeah, Jake, I'm I'm comfortable saying that you're higher on D'Angelo Russell than most Nets fans and probably the Nets front office. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's my problem. Maybe I should be maybe I should be acknowledging that a little more. Um, maybe right yeah. now it's as good as uh, D'Lo gets, but also that's an All Star. He was an All Star this year. And so, that's, I mean, he's, he's at least a very solid player. I guess you got to see if he can do it back-to-back years and, and everything else. Back-to-back years, if he could build on it, yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm a D-Lo guy. Um, I don't know, boys. A- anything else we need to get off our chest? I think uh, my, my, my shock jock radio thing worked out, the Kawhi KD thing. I'm going to have to talk to Kawhi's uncle and make this a real story. Yeah. Give the Knicks that ultimatum. Tom, I know you've been wanting to tell everyone that Kawhi Apple story the whole time because it's so real. Oh, my God. You guys are killing me with that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Good tweet. Good tweet going around about Kawhi Leonard uh, at a fancy restaurant waving off a waiter and and pulling out a bag of red apples. (laughs) Saying (laughs) it's apple time, apple time. Apple time, apple time. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't it? Yo, Kawhi, I, we, we could do a whole random NBA podcast on how kind of strange this Kawhi thing is, where he's, is he the weirdest superstar ever now? Um, 
and <laughs> and now you can make up stories like the Apple thing and make them make them even more weird. But uh, we'll we'll save that for when he signs with the Knicks. Um, boys, this was good. This was good. I love seeing I your fun. smiling faces um, and trashing Joe Varden. Um, <laughs> Poor guy. Dumpster dumpster fire. Um, but no, this this was good. And again, we uh, something we haven't mentioned or. We mentioned it last time, Big Baby David, but NBA draft, June 20th, 10 days, 10 what? days from tomorrow. Um, so we, the next time we talk to you guys via Talking Knicks, the NBA championship will probably be decided, and that's when things are going to get real, um, when Draymond and KD fight their way off the court. Um and hopefully we get some fun NBA draft rumors. I can't wait. I can't wait to see what the next Nick draft rumor is. If maybe maybe one of their scouts falls in love with Cam Reddish, or it's the kid from Vanderbilt. But um, it's uh, it's all coming together soon. And then July first, right? Or is or is it now June June thirtieth? June thirtieth, six p.m. Six p.m. Today um, we don't got to stay up until like three to enjoy it in the moment. Well, so that's cool. We'll be, I'll I'll be up at three a.m. trashing Joe Varden anyway. So you're up to your dinner now when you're eating your bag of apples. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There it is. There it is. Well, thank you for listening. If you have been listening, five star review. We'd appreciate that. Follow Talking Nicks on Twitter. Um, we're we're trying to get more and more stuff out there, and things are about to get real fun. So, uh, for myself, David, and Tom, I'd say let's go Knicks. Apple time. Apple time. Yes. <laughs>